Today is December 26th, 2022, the day after Christmas. Just to give a little bit a little bit of background on why I'm talking about this today is because, you know, Christmas came, we got out of school about three weeks ago at this point. And, you know, a lot of fall, I was working a lot. And I guess I really spent the last probably month, month and a half really kind of trying to enjoy myself as I think that a lot of my time prior to that had been spent on working, working, working. And I had neglected to enjoy myself, I would say. I mean, I would say that working for me brings myself a lot of joy, but, um, you know, it's not the type of joy that I think so many people talk about when discussing college and stuff like that. I think that when I started college, I was really clear on this idea that I'm going to talk about today. But somewhere along the way, I sort of, I wouldn't say lost my way, but it wasn't as much of an emphasis as it has been really over the past year and a half or two. Um, So I'm going to read you an excerpt from a book called How Will You Measure Your Life, which was posted in the Harvard, Harvard Business Review and was written by Clayton M. Christensen, who was also a Harvard business student. And when I read this, it was literally, I essentially said, oh my God, like I couldn't agree more with some of the stuff that he is saying here. And I'll kind of talk about to you why this is so important to me, because I think that this is one of the biggest things that I'm still young and, you know, I, I probably don't have the wisdom as some older people have, but One of the things I've noticed where so many people go wrong is really based around these ideas. And I think that developing these ideas in college are really what separates um, the top 1% of people who fully enjoy their lives compared to the people who are, you know, they have a good life, but they're kind of going through it going through the motions. They're not really intentional about what they're doing. And I think that this lack of intention honestly has a negative effect that I am trying to avoid. So I'm just going to get into it here. Um, The excerpt is titled, Create a Strategy for Your Life. A theory that is helpful in answering the second question, how can I assure that my relationship with my family proves to be an enduring source of happiness, concerns how strategy is defined and implemented. Its primary insight is that a company's strategy is determined by the types of initiatives that management invests in. If a company's resource allocation process is not managed masterfully, what emerges from it can be very different from what management intended. Because companies' decision-making systems are designed to steer investments to initiatives that offer the most tangible and immediate returns, companies shortchange these investments in initiatives that are crucial to their long-term strategies. So just to kind of clarify here, what that means to me is that companies are doing things that will bring them short-term results, but will cost them in the long term. So for example, um, you know, you can work an extra hour each day. This is just an example. This doesn't really, this is just to help you understand. You can work an extra hour or two hours each day, but those extra two hours are probably not going to bring you from, you know, six figures to seven figures. But what what is what it will be costing you is probably the relationship with your family, 
and you know it could be costing you things like in a more simple term like that extra two hours that you're working cuts out the time that you had to go to the gym so then you know missing one day is not the end of the world but if it becomes a habit you're sacrificing your long-term health for your short-term material gain all right to go on over the years i've watched the fates of my harvard business school classmates from 1979 unfold I've seen more and more of them come to reunions, unhappy, divorced, and alienated from their children. I highlighted this part. I think this is incredibly important. He said, I can guarantee you that not a single one of them graduated with the deliberate strategy of getting divorced and raising children who would become estranged from them. And yet, a shocking number of them implemented the same strategy. The reason? They didn't keep the purpose of their lives front and center as they decided how to spend their time, talents, and energies. This is quite literally one of the best things that I have ever read because this is exactly how I have felt. However, I didn't have the words to eloquently put it the way that he did. What this means to me and what I've noticed is that I listen to Jay Shetty a lot and one of the things that he said that always sticks with me is... Look at yourself in 5, 10, 15 years time and ask yourself, is that where I want to be? I think a lot of us are going to college and we're going through these business programs and we're looking for these jobs, but we don't have that sense of purpose that is guiding the decisions that we're making during and post-college. I think that because we lack that sense of purpose, we are then making decisions that are not ultimately going to lead us to where we actually want to be we're following a blueprint as christensen suggested that has failed time and time again to make us happy not to make us the most financially successful but to make us happy and i think if you're not happy then your financial success really doesn't matter at all who cares if you're rich if you're miserable then it doesn't matter if you don't have a family to spend your money with then what do you even need money for I think that this is just so incredibly put. And I'm going to read it again just because I think it's so good. I can guarantee you that not a single one of them graduated with the deliberate strategy of getting divorced and raising children who would become estranged from them. And yet a shocking number of them implemented that strategy. The reason? They didn't keep the purpose of their lives front and center as they decided how to spend their time, talents, and energy. To continue reading. It's quite startling that a significant fact fraction of the 900 students that harvard business school draws each year from the world's best have given little thought to the purpose of their lives i tell the students that harvard business school might be one of their last chances to reflect deeply on that question if they think they'll have more time and energy to reflect later they're nuts because life only gets more demanding you take on a mortgage you're working 70 hours a week you have a spouse and children For me, having a clear purpose in my life has been essential, but it was something that I had to think long and hard about before I understood it. When I was a Rhodes Scholar, I was in a very demanding academic program, trying to cram an extra year's worth of work into my time at Oxford. I decided to spend an hour every night reading, thinking, and praying about why God put me on earth. That was a very challenging commitment to keep because every hour I spent doing that, I wasn't studying applied econometrics. I was conflicted about whether I could really afford to take that time away from my studies, but I stuck with it 
and ultimately figured out the purpose of my life. This is something I highlighted again too. Had I spent that hour each day learning the latest techniques for mastering the problems of autocorrelation and regression analysis, I could have badly misspent my life. I apply the tools of econometrics a few times a year, but I apply my knowledge for the purpose of my life every day. It's the single most useful thing that I've ever learned. Again, this is another quote that I found to be incredibly, incredibly impactful and it resonated with me quite a bit because I think as I look back on my time, the best thing that ever happened to me was my gap year because during my gap year, I spent my time doing exactly what he details in this book. I'm very grateful for that because I feel like now I have a clear purpose in my life of what I want to do and that has been able to make decisions that I have made much easier in terms of school, business, social life, etc. A lot of this stuff I actually recently have been second guessing myself on. Um, but after reading this, it's really just kind of reinvigorated me to stay true to who I have been for the past three years. And it's really exciting because, you know, I would say that I spend barely any time on homework per week, but that's the sacrifice of doing other things. I, I, I would say I spend the majority of my days either focusing on scaling my landscaping business or focusing on myself and developing myself as a perp as a person. I think for me, I've spent so much time dedicated to building myself as a person and there's still a long way to go, but I think that I have been able to do a pretty good job and I've seen incredible returns. For example, you know, there is a few things that this year, earlier this year I lost, um, and you know that I think after that I had to pivot my mind where before that I was I would really focus on you know attracting not chasing and I think momentarily I focused on chasing versus attracting but I really stopped that very quickly as I knew that this was not the way to go and after I was able to refocus on myself and refocus on the inner energy and the energy that I was giving off to those around me it really attracted much more into my life without me putting in really any effort at all. And I think that goes for pretty much everything. But to continue and finishing up this passage, he closes by saying, I promise my students that if they take the time to figure out their life purpose, they'll look back on it as the most important thing they discovered at Harvard Business School. If they don't figure it out, they will just sail off without a rudder and get buffeted in the very rough seas of life. Clarity about their purpose will trump knowledge of activity-based costing, balanced scorecards, core competence, disruptive innovation, the four Ps, and the five forces. My purpose grew out of my religious faith, but faith isn't the only thing that gives people direction. For example, one of my former students decided that his purpose was to bring honesty and economic prosperity to his country and raise children who are as capably committed to this cause and to each other as he was. His purpose is focused on family and others, as mine is. The choice and successful pursuit of a profession is but one tool for achieving your purpose. But without a purpose, life can become hollow. Again, I, I really think this is quite literally one of the best things that I've read, and I'm so happy that I read it when I did. Um, you know, I'm really getting back into tripling down on my business and myself and my relationships, I'd say that 
for this upcoming year. Those are three of my main focuses. And reading this kind of really, really reinvigorated me and got got me excited about doing that. Um, again, this book is How Will You Measure Your Life by Clayton Christensen. I would definitely recommend reading it.